Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Wake up! The fan, thank you so much for being here, listening uh, in your car, at your office, on the Odyssey app, watching us on YouTube, watching us on Twitch. We really appreciate it. Uh, From the bottom of our cold black hearts, we really, really appreciate uh, the fact that... Why are you looking at me? uh, You know why. Uh, (laughs) The fact that uh, you guys choose to tune in. No joy in my life. Yeah, yeah. But uh, very excited to have you here with us. Question for you. Shoot. Channel your snot and storch, mm-hmm. morning show host Phoenix Radio, right now. How mad are you this morning? You're, I mean, you're, the, you're not. You know what you're doing? Are you not? Because, no, you know what you're doing? Because the Diamondbacks fell apart in that game you, last night. You know what? Dropping pop-ups. I mean, <laughs> that was it, was, it got, it got was ugly at the end of the game. Real. I can hear the callers just in my mind going, I'm so sick of these this, Phillies this fans. Team looks rattled. Bunch this of team turds. Is falling apart. What's going on? Tory's <laughs> lost his clubhouse. <laughs> no, you know what you're doing this morning if you're in Arizona? Um, 
radio sports radio host. Number one, you're talking about the Cardinals. All right, so that goes without <laughs> saying. First and foremost, Cardinals, like Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. <laughs> Thirty seconds of the game last night. Cardinals, Sun Cardinals, Suns, Cardinals, week. Coyotes, and you're done. You're out for the day. No take on snot or anything like that. It's just Cardinals, 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 and then you might mention the Diamondbacks. How much can you talk about Josh Dobbs? A I lot. I mean, know. it's the NFL, bro. They, in Denver, they have an entire radio station dedicated to the Broncos and the Broncos only, and they are horrific. Now, horrific can be good content, but here's what you're doing if you're in Arizona this morning. My guess is <laughs> if we're Arizona's finest uh, radio show, guys, listen, I mean, yeah, last night sucked. It was it was terrible, uh, but you flush it. You move on. I mean, we're really not even supposed to be there. We're we're a year early. I mean, you're coping is what you're doing. You got the bong in. It's loaded up with copium, and you're just they're coming home. Show your coming appreciation. Home. Yeah, get out yeah. there. Let's get loud. Hey, you Come win on. one. You win one game. You're right back in. You're it. back in it tomorrow. Yeah, you can, we yeah. can beat Ranger Suarez or whatever. You know, let's get out there and make some noise, Diamondbacks. But let's fans. see some let's see some more aggressive base running. Let's yeah. see what got you here in the first let's, place. Let's play the game we were meant to play, how we played all year. Let's communicate a little bit better. Finally get away from Philly, which is great. You know, the next three at home here. So yeah, man, there's no reason we can't you're just coping is what you're doing now. No, and and that actually could be the correct take. You 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 never know. I mean, they are a good team. And Fott pitched really well his last time out. And you still have a good bullpen. Torrey just hasn't really used it as he did before. He did not have a guy ready yesterday when he kind of needed one. And you know, and managing a bullpen with a lead is totally, is totally different than managing different a bullpen from behind. From behind no though. doubt, no doubt. I think we saw some of that with the Padres this year as well. It's it's a di- yeah. It's one thing to manage a bullpen when you're up three in the seventh inning, and all right, got I got this guy, I got the next guy, and, and the last closer, guy, and yeah. let's win the game. But when you're down, and if they don't win that game, when you're down three, when you're down six, what do I do? Do I use it's the playoffs? Should I go with the higher leverage guys? Do I save the arms? Uh, Tori Lavulo got criticized for throwing in Mantiply Mant- for Mant- so long. Yeah, and and then who did he bring up against Harper? Uh, they were lighting him up yesterday on the radio broadcast. Oh, I missed that entirely. When he made a late pitching change, I'm trying to see. Was it, who Gink- it, was. it wasn't Ginkle, was it? Uh, no. It was. Um, was it Nelson? Whoever they brought in to face Harper late in the game is going. Why don't? Why don't save him? Why don't you save him so Harper hasn't seen him? You're giving him a free look at a guy that you think you can get him out on a lefty lefty matchup, and now you're giving him a look at him in a meaningless at bat when you're down ten runs late in the game. That they question the strategy of what Tori Lavello was doing. I can't even imagine and if you're a listener right now and you're 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 playing along and I know a lot of us do this when we watch baseball, at least I do. I always think to myself is is now the time as a manager, right? Like Paulie, you're managing the team. With ben. Sal Frank when they brought him okay. in to face uh Bryce Harper in the bottom of the 8th in a 10 nothing game with two yeah, outs. Yeah, the rookie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just maybe let him sit. Maybe let him sit and see him later, but do you guys do this when you're watching the game and you see the game getting out of hand? I can't imagine what it feels like to be a manager and go, "Yo, I, I got, I have to punt this. Like I have to. It's a playoff game, but you're, I you're absolutely down two nothing through five, and then they erupt that four in the sixth yep. and four in the seventh. I think after that sixth, yeah. Inning. Once it was the last two innings, though. I mean, if it's a regular season game, you're thinking about a position player pitching oh, yeah, at that yeah, point and yeah. saving all your arms. I mean, it's a lost cause. It's a and, and even still, as hard as it would be when you're down ten nothing and it's the seventh, you're you're done. 
you're done. I mean, you have to. There has to come a time where I mean, you're unless like, you're eliminated, and there's nothing after that game tomorrow. Sure, empty the tank. It's it, you know our better chance is winning four of the next five than trying to come back and win this game from ten nothing now. Right. So you're you're just putting your energy now for the. Let's see if we can figure out how to win four out of the next five games. Because we ain't winning this one. Because I, I do it all the time where I look and I go, all right, if it were me, I, I would 100% throw some low leverage. Like, I'm getting my guys out of there. I'm getting my guys out of there. Like, I'm not. Into the bench. You just do get hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's hard to do in a playoff it's game. A safe flight home. I don't and think it. Refocus. And I don't think it makes you look weak or like you don't know what you're doing. Move. I think it's a smart play. You're not coming back down 10. Against the Phillies, you're just not. It's not going to happen. So don't use that guy. Don't don't use multi, uh, multiply for multiple innings when you really don't have to. Um, you know, and you, it, it's I don't I never look at it as a sign of surrender. I just look at it as all right. We're going to regroup and figure out how to win the next game. I, I just don't look at it as waving a white flag. They're still on the big league roster. It's not like you pulled some guy out of the stands, you know, to be like, hey, can you give us a couple? Um, you know, a guy in jeans or something. No, I mean they're still big leaguers. So. Use what you have to do, but get out of that game as unscathed as you can. And once you're down 10, what's the difference if you're down 12? You know what I mean? Like, who cares? You have to live to fight another day. And um, that would be my only criticism of, of Tori Lavula. But, I mean, who's slowing those bats down right now? They were, they were hitting everybody. I mean, yeah, they're punishing I mean, mistakes. Uh, Merrill Kelly ended up going five and two-thirds. He only gave up three hits. Yeah, all bombs. Wasn't, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he wasn't. Terrible by nope. any stretch of the imagination. He made mistakes and they punished him. Um, a couple of them struck out six. He now he came in confidently. They they talked about going into that crowd, Red October, Citizens Bank Park. You know the atmosphere, and uh, he had some comments about pitching in the World Baseball Classic. How loud and it was. How loud it was, and he said said something to the effect of, "I don't know that's it can't be any louder than that, right?" Phillies fans took that as a challenge. Here's here's what he had to say. And then going into the WBC game, um, yeah, I think that I haven't obviously heard this place on the field, um, but I'd be very surprised if it if it trumped that Venezuela game um, down in Miami. Challenge uh, accepted. Like, what are you thinking? But, like you don't. What are you thinking? You got They took an. They took a very innocuous, innocent, out of boy Harper, and they spun <laughs> that into gold and t-shirts and, and, yeah. t-shirts and, and they took it as a rallying cry and now Merrill Kelly's like I watched did you guys see him warming up pregame I mean Philly fans hanging over the ledge you're a bum <laughs> he'd throw a pitch they go that's a meatball and he's I mean you can't help but be rattled now, there's some bit. guys you know they can it. be fueled off of that yeah. maybe he wanted more of that sure. okay, bring it more the more you send at me the better I'm going to be out yeah. there the pitching with the hate but obviously when you end up losing 10 nothing it's a bad look and then uh, Kelly, after the game, kind of changed his tune. We got some. Oh, no, I, mean, I thought it was fun. You know, obviously, it didn't go our way, but uh, like I said previously in that interview, before uh, that it was taken out of context oh, and, and made into something that it was probably more than it should have been. That's um, what they do. I said that from the very start. I knew that the energy was going to be loud. I know these fans um, bring a ton of energy. They love their Phillies. Um, so it's nothing I didn't know going into the game. Um, and so it's not like I was taken by surprise by it. But it was definitely loud. Uh, but like I said uh, before in those interviews, whether it's 45,000 people cheering for you or against you, that's kind of what gets us going, right? Um, and that was part of what sucked about the COVID season was not having fans in the stands and playing in, in dead silence. Um, so whether it's you know whether it's hostile territory or whether it's a home crowd, obviously you prefer the home crowd. Um, but either way, 
you know, the excitement is, is kind of why we're here. Taken out of context, I, it's Jake Mintz's fault. It's, I think, um, no, I think that professional athletes need a lesson in what taken out of context actually, actually means. means. Right. Taken out of context is what Pauly does. To you. To me. When I say something like, Never in a million years would I say, I love Max Muncy. And then he quotes me as saying, Ben Hens says, I love Max, Max Muncy. Muncy. That's taken out of context. The context there is very important. What Merrill Kelly said. Oh my God, I'm so stiff. <laughs> I get taken out of context all the time. It's Beautiful, gorgeous cans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was about beer. That was Those were beer cans. I touch myself. Ben, that was a song lyric in Take on Woods. I could tell by the background. It's the Divinals. I'm trying to trade Joe Musgrove. I want it to happen. Listen to that. That's just words. That's you. That is you. I'm trying to trade Joe Musgrove. I want it to happen. Smooth. I mean, it's you said it clearly. That's taken out of context. What Merrill Kelly said was not taken out of context. It was used in the accurate way in which he used it in the pregame ceremony. Now, maybe he maybe he wasn't intending it for it to sound as important as that. Sure. But that's the media's job, then. It's a quote. That's called a quote, not being taken out of context. Mister? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's the hotel in Milwaukee. The Fister Hotel. Hardly know her. <sighs> I have a lot of Trojans. Whoa, wow. In my family that went to USC. Right. Okay. In your drawer. In your top drawer. <laughs> gathering dust. <laughs> oh, the stomach hurts. Oh. Yeah, the whole blame the media bit is just oh. getting so tired. I'm so exhausted by it. I'm tired of Josh Hader blaming the media. I'm tired of Merrill Kelly. I'm tired of Orlando Arcia. You said it. Own it. They didn't cut your words and smash them together. I think Philly fans aren't morons. Like they didn't do that. Yeah, you, that that is a, it's egregious. That would be unethical. That would be egregious and unethical. You said I you'd be hard pressed to find a place louder than that in yes, Philly. You said that and Philly fans are like, okay, I'm about to show you, you bum, and they do it. So. Stop, if, stop poking the bear and then mad when you get your hands Just because you don't like the way something was written or right. presented, that doesn't mean you were taken out of context. <laughs> I was taken out of context. It's such a good excuse. Uh, I was taken out of context. <laughs> I'm going to start using that at home with my wife. <laughs> Take out the garbage. No, I'm not doing it. I was taken out of context. I'm an expert in getting taken out of context. Yes. I can tell you, Merrill Kelly, you are not taken out of context. All those guys need. They're the jo- Michael Jordan of baseballs. All they need is a, a side eye. If you look at them wrong, they're going to take it, swallow it, and use it, and, and let the hate fuel them. And it's working for them so far. But um, <laughs> I just it, it's, it's just getting annoying. It's just getting so annoying. It's getting so annoying with these guys blaming the media for all their 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 ailments and issues. It's just not the case. It's not the case at all. All right, I want to get to this report from the New York Post. Uh, not just Bob Melvin, but perhaps Dusty Baker. This even, shocked me, man. Even interested in leaving the Astros? What is going on here? Uh, we'll talk about that coming up. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Learned something that surprised me in a piece from uh, John Heyman in the New York Post yesterday about the Mets managerial search, which he reports, Woods, is centering on Craig Council, who is, um, I guess, technically still the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers. I thought he had like one more year. No, his contract is expired. Oh, it is? Yes. Now, the Brewers are talking to him about extending that contract, but... You know, the the general thinking is the Mets could offer a lot more money oh, yeah. and are definitely interested in him. But what I learned that was interesting, John Heyman said he believes this is true, that Craig Council is the only one of the 30 managers in Major League Baseball who actually lives in the city where they manage. And I thought, that can't that can't be the case. That can't possibly be true. But then I started thinking about it. Well, where does Bob Melvin live? Arizona. Arizona. Where's Dave Roberts live? He just moved. Where did he move? Dave did? No. Bob, he went to Sedona. Yeah, he lives in Sedona, lives in Arizona. Sedona? Sedona, Arizona. That's awesome. Dave Roberts lives down here in San Diego. He does. Um, and Bud I, Black you know, lives here, I think. Yeah, Buddy yeah, Black lives Bud, here. Bud, Bud lives here, not Colorado. I go, that's that's wild. Skip this Schumacher is the person. Lives in Orange Skip, he lives yeah, in Orange, Orange County. County. Yep. I, th- I thought, that's wild. You're, Where's Aaron Boone live? You're paying the manager of your team several million dollars in most cases. To essentially be the the coaching face of your franchise. And not a single one of them, other than Craig Council, who grew up in Wisconsin near Milwaukee. So that's his, like his hometown where he lives, with his kids growing up there. He, he lives there. But of all the places, you'd be surprised. Like Milwaukee is the one place where the guy lives. So the thought is, 
it might be tough to convince him to leave just because that's that's his hometown. That's where he lives. He's happy there. I asked Skip that when he got the job in Miami. And I said, so are you moving Move. to Miami? He goes, well, I am. My, you know, I'll have an apartment or a sure. whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's they in. all have places they live my during kids, the season. My kids are in school. Like, and junior. Bob Melvin has a place in San Of course. Yeah. Yes. You, my, you know, I'm not yanking my kids out to move them to Miami. It's such a... Um, it's such a job where it, there's no guarantee you're going to be there more than I, I two years. Anyway. I mean, there's a lot of great cities. You know, I thought, oh, I mean, Tori Lula doesn't live in Phoenix. Gabe Kapler doesn't live in San Francisco. I mean, there's good places around there. That was a very surprising nugget <laughs> that he had in that piece. But the other... Does Craig Council seem... You know, you, you do the let's judge a book by their well, cover I mean, David bit. Stearns came from Milwaukee, so right. he knows Craig Council sure. really well. Does he seem like the manager of the New York Mets? No. Then again, I thought Buck Showalter would be a perfect manager, and that didn't work out either. So, interesting. So the other, uh, you know, so he says if they don't land Council, though, which he might, you know, he might want to stay in Milwaukee, he has his list of, you know, guys who are he's looking at, including three who are still, he calls them the still employed guys. Number three is A.J. Hinch. Doesn't think he's leaving, but he has been hired by the was try, hired by the previous regime close to Stearns from Astros days. So that's possible because Stearns went from Houston to Milwaukee. Yes, Bob Melvin is number two. And this is what this is what he wrote. He says Padres say he's staying. But word is he and GM AJ Preller barely spoke in a season of underachievement. One rival exec suggested it looked like they kept him because they didn't want a Bruce Bochy 2 situation after the Giants let go Gabe Kapler early, which may have been taken as a signal they wanted Melvin. So, and, you know, Bob turned down the Mets. You know, he it, the Padres weren't the only one trying to woo him from the A's. The Mets also were trying to woo him. He wanted to stay on the West Coast. He likes to spring Train in Arizona because, well, he lives in Arizona and he wants to be in Arizona. The Mets, of course, don't train in Arizona. They trade in Florida, so that's another six weeks away from home. So that they think it's a bit of a long shot for the Mets. But then the number one still employed guy, and this one floored me, says Dusty Baker. Says he's done it all and headed for the hall, but word is he's continuing to be frustrated by battles with the Houston front office over analytics. Their love of it, his skepticism. Wow. Says he does apparently make out the lineup cards, and he's still playing Martin Maldonado every day when the front office surely prefers the better hitting Yiner Diaz. Uh, doesn't know if he's a great fit because the Mets are also going to be fairly analytically driven. But I was surprised to learn that there's even with the Astros, there's still there's friction between the front office and the manager. It's almost inevitable nowadays. It seems like yeah, it does, and and you know. I- it seems like speculation, just like all the Bob Melvin stuff, you know, is, is speculation as well. Um, you know, there's there's no one really coming forward to say, yeah, it was absolutely a civil war or two parents getting a divorce. You know, all the stuff that we've read and, and heard. Sure, we've all heard things as well that they just don't get along. It's they're not. It's not criminal. Like it's not the end of the world. It happens. People don't get along with people they work with. It's not new uh, at all. You do wonder how far you can go now. The Astros won a World Series with Dusty Baker last year. So, I don't know. There would seem to be, for me at least, some sort of acquiescing that went on of like, hey, obviously I know what I'm doing. You're and doing obviously right. you guys, doing yeah, like, right. That's the thing I can't really get my head Keep around. Keep it going. But no, apparently not all is uh, well in Astroland. Now, just in, if you're curious, some of the other names listed here. Non-managers, but experienced guys. Uh, Walt Weiss, former Rockies oh, man, manager. I heard that name in years. He's a, he's a coach <laughs> for the Braves right now. I didn't even realize Nor that. Nor did I. How about this name? Pat Murphy. 
Craig Council's right-hand man in Milwaukee. If Craig doesn't want to come, maybe Pat Murphy could be the guy for the New York Mets. That would surprise me a little bit. Me too. And then uh, Gabe Kapler is a possibility there after getting let go by the Giants. The Mets might be interested. Kapler in New York would be a scene. And then Brad Osmus uh, making an all-Ivy League leadership group with Stearns and Osmus from Dartmouth. So, And then the up-and-comers, guys around the league, uh, Joe Espada, you've heard a lot yeah, from him. Every the year. Astros guy, his name always seems to be on the list. They, He says might be the heir apparent for Dusty Baker, you know, getting up there in years and obviously not happy. They may be holding on to him with a wink, wink, nod, nod, you're our next manager sort of thing. Mark DeRosa from MLB Network right now and, uh, you know, former player. Will Venable is now Not under going Boach. anywhere. He, uh, said. he said he wants to stay. Well, he's that's very clear. The heir apparent. He took to, himself out of the running for yeah. the Guardians' job already. Yeah, it's very clear that uh, when Bruce hangs him up, and it shouldn't be long, a couple years max, I think. Uh, Will Venable probably going to slide right into that role. Uh, Pirates bench coach Don Kelly. I don't know much about him. George Lombard, longtime Tigers coach, and Ray Montgomery, Angels coach. Don't he worked with Stearns before? Don't know Eric Chavez, San Diego's own. Um, and then Carlos Beltran is another name, former Mets. They hired him for a day, day yeah. and then they <laughs> let him go because he orchestrated the Astros cheating scandal, right. and they had to, they had a cannon. Time heals so, all wounds. Yeah, exactly. I mean, A.J. Hinch so, got another job, you know, so yeah. Carlos Beltran, uh, that that would be an interesting interesting pick. I'm so, surprised he's so far down on the list. Yeah, I mean, I don't know honest. if he ranked him or how he was doing it inverse alphabetically or something. There's, you know, there's a lot of teams right now that are, are – are, you can't do much right now, right? You could fire someone if you wanted to, but there's, there's not a lot you can do. Baseball, again, they don't really want a lot of headlines going on during their playoffs. It makes sense to me. But uh, I did see – I think his name is Brandon Gomes. He's the AGM of the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Red Sox wanted to interview him to be their GM. And he declined. He said, nope, I'm good. Got got too much of a good thing going here. Love L.A., love being in California, not moving out to Boston. i uh, got a family, so thank you. I'm, I'm honored for the, uh, you know, the idea, but I, I have no interest in that. So people now turning down you know, the Red Sox gig and, and not wanting to be interviewed. It just depends on what your situation is. I think Will Venable is a perfect example of, no, like they brought me in. I'm learning under the the you know the the master here, and the guys know me. I know them. These guys are young. They have a really really young core. Like I ha- would have the chance to manage some of these guys for the next. Bochy's not going to stick around for. If he wins the World Series this year, it wouldn't surprise me if he just hung him up. That's a very. It's like a Brian Dutcher, Steve Fisher sure. situation where you've got a really good thing. Dutch had op- options oh, well, to become a head coach other places, smaller schools, but. Hey, thought I'm in a really good situation. Named him the head coach in waiting, and then he stuck around. and And look what's happened. Takes his team to a Final Four, and you know is in a really good place. And it was because of patience. Rarely is patience something you talk about a lot in sports. It's always you know what can we do now? What can we do next? But occasionally there's the guy who makes patience pay off for him and. Uh, Brian Dutcher is certainly one of those. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I think Will Venable is going to be rewarded with that Texas Rangers job in the next couple of years. And uh, we'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Chris Young running the show for a while. It makes me uneasy. I mean, it just, I'm uneasy. You know, it's, it's, there's so many things in flux right now and so many teams have the ability to make an offer, make you an offer you can't refuse. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of, 
see, I'll believe it when I see it, I guess, when, when spring training rolls around. But uh, still a lot hanging out in the air right now. All right. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Good playoffs or bad playoffs? Woodsy's all in. He doesn't, he doesn't care. He loves it. I, I think you got me, man. We're well, missing, you got me forever. We're missing the key element of what the playoffs are, and that is those more, late series more, deciding games. More games. Yeah, like yeah. closer series. I if get it. If you want to join us, our phone lines are open for our next segment, 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. We'd love to hear from you on a Wednesday morning. It's Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This morning, first I'll remind you, primetime NFL games are available free from Westwood One and live here on 97.3 The Fan and on the Odyssey app. Tomorrow, listen to the Jaguars and Saints, and then next Monday, the 49ers and Vikings right here on 97.3 The Fan at 4.30, or simply download the Odyssey app, search for 97.3 The Fan at kickoff. I know Trevor Lawrence has been dealing with a knee injury, says it's coming along well, but not a sure thing that he plays tomorrow. That'll change things on your on your spread if you're going to bet Thursday night football. Yes or no on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, speaking of young quarterbacks, breaking news this morning: uh, Anthony Richardson of the Colts is out for the season. Damn. That was uh, that's kind of teased earlier in the week. Jim Irsay said it, it doesn't it doesn't look good. Could be a season ender, and uh, he is having season ending surgery. Shoulder, you said? Uh, it's going to be shoulder surgery. Yep. yep. Uh, capsule or whatever that is, oh, but uh, capsule rearing so, its ugly head again. So Gardner Minshew will continue on as quarterback for the Colts going forward, and then uh, they announced a new contract extension for one commissioner, Roger Goodell, new three-year <laughs> deal. Maybe the most overpaid person in the history of being overpaid. So the last time they actually had salary figures for him was. 2019, 2020, and 2020, 2021 was making 63.9 million a year. Oh my God. It was reported this morning that by the end now, uh, assuming you know, get you know a little bump again, whatever he gets, 
By the end of this new extension that runs through 2027, March 2027, oh my God. he'll have made, as commissioner of football, $700 million in career earnings. $700 million. That's more than Manny Machado's two contracts combined with the Padres. $700 million to be a suit who everyone hates. Take now, the owners. Now, the business of the NFL is quite successful. And by that metric, you can say he's doing a good job. The question is, how much is he really doing? Are they successful in spite of him? That I would never know. If I'm an owner, I would, I would never want to pay him that much because I don't know whether we're doing well because of him or in spite of him. <laughs> he'll walk, he'll ride off into the sunset in a couple of years with $700 really? million. What dollars. does he do? Does he do anything fun with that? Salary that he's got. I don't know, but I but he won't have to worry about you know not being able to tie his shoes. He won't have to worry about forgetting where his car keys are, forgetting what his address is. He won't have to worry about any of that. He will ride off with all that money. It's I mean, such is life, man. That's maybe the, he did it right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, maybe. I mean, such is the nature of the the CEO. You know, the CEO and like everybody hates Roger Goodell, but. For what his job entails, to be the mouthpiece, the punching bag for the owners. <laughs> Just wear it. It's pretty good at it. It's pretty good at it. Made a very good career out of it. It's a very, very, almost a billion dollars to be, a, like you said, a figurehead. and a, whew, We're in the wrong business. I mean, they do a lot of the, uh, you know, those corporate initiatives. And, and it sounds good. You know, you get the fight cancer. I mean, his job is to make money and, for the owners. That's it. And, but you never feel like there's any real passion. To me, Roger Goodell is the ultimate in, all right, what do we need to do to satisfy, you know, all, both sides of this thing all as much as we can as possible. Let's be as corporate, squeaky clean as we can here. There's just no... I'll tell you this, Roger Goodell, still not worse than Rob Manfred. Nope. No, Manfred's been the worst commissioner. I've, I do think I've Roger Goodell likes football. I do too. I think so, he actually you know. enjoys football. It's true. <laughs> Ed says seven hundred million is chump change for the NFL. It is, but don't, no, there's no player making seven hundred million dollars in his career. None, right? No. Sa- like salary? What's, what's no. Mahomes making? Forty a year? Right. Yeah. He ain't making seven hundred million. <laughs> nope. He deserves it more than Roger Goodell. You're not paying to go see the commissioner. You're right. paying to go see. Patrick Mahomes. So Heck, I think Taylor Swift deserves it more right now than Roger Goodell, bringing more eyeballs to the NFL than he ever has. She's done. She's done more for the NFL than 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 he has. Certainly, no. It's it's wild, man. But well, good for him. Can't hate. Can't hate the uh, player. Right? Can't hate it. I mean, well, he, he can a little bit. I mean, he can, but he did it. He did it. Apparently, he got someone fooled. I think. Yeah. All right, let's check traffic. If you want to join us, 833-288-0973. Talk Padres, offseason. We still are waiting for like the first moves of the offseason. It's been very quiet in Padresville. Join us, 833-288-0973, right after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. It seems, um, I mean, the, the Padres aren't like behind or anything. The, while the playoffs are going on, you're, you don't expect any moves. You know, contracts aren't even officially... Up until the postseason is over. What is, is it? Five, five days, days after yeah. the World five Series. Five days after ends. the World Series. So you know, Blake Snell's still a Padre right now. Now you can be talking with your own guys potentially. You know, they they could have discussions with Scott Boris about contract extensions with Snell or Soto or, or things they wanted to do. But in terms of adding players, changing the roster, none of that really can get started. You're doing the you're doing your legwork. You know, you're you're creating your 
your your war board, you know, with all your scenarios. AJ's famous for that. We got scenarios under scenarios, under different possibilities and 10 different plans that can branch off depending on, you know, who we get here and then we go this direction. They're putting all those together right now, I have no doubt, uh, for another offseason here at Petco Park. So it's not... There's nothing weird that we haven't heard anything from the Padres or, or anyone else really at this point. Baseball's focus is on the postseason, and this is simply speculation season for the teams that are done and uh, looking ahead to 2024. Yeah, A.J. Caswell wrote a piece yesterday for uh, MLB.com making predictions for the Padres free agents, 13 free agents that they're going to have to figure out what to do with. Uh, it, there's Some of the guys have options and stuff in there, like Matt Carpenter's got an option, $5.5 million. I mean, imagine turning that down. Uh, I think he's definitely going to opt in on that. Uh, G-Man Choi, acquired at the deadline, Ben, probably going to end up somewhere else. So he has his kind of predictions. Garrett Cooper, Padres may explore a reunion. Cooper signs elsewhere. Gar- uh, Luis Garcia signs elsewhere. Uh, Hader declines the qualifying offer, as he should. Padres make him a multi-year offer. He signs elsewhere. Uh, Rich Hill continues to pitch, but signs elsewhere. Lugo signs elsewhere. Nick Martinez returns. Pomeranz retires or signs a minor league deal elsewhere. Dodgers, probably. Profars and Padres camp next spring on a prove-it deal, either a minor's contract or a league minimum salary. Sees Jerkson coming back. Um, he has a hunch on Gary Sanchez. That I think he resigns and splits time with Camposano. Hmm. And Blake Snell signs elsewhere. Michael Waka, Padres pick up his option. So Waka, Sanchez, Profar is the only three, and potentially and potentially Martinez, and, Martinez. Yeah. and potentially so, Garrett Cooper. Yeah, maybe four out of. I don't, I don't see that one. I don't but. either. Four out of thirteen. Uh, if Nick Martinez, Jerks, and Profar. Michael Walker and Gary Sanchez are all back next year. Okay. Nope. I've been, um, you know, I think when we first discussed Lugo versus Waka, I mean, which one, if you had a limited amount of resources and you could sign one but not the other, and it's like a similar, like similar amounts of money we're talking about. Now, Lugo is going to be a free agent, whereas Waka, you can exercise the option. So it's not, 16 per, yep. it's not identical, but let's say the cost is going to be similar. We both kind of lean toward Lugo yeah. as the guy you'd want to keep, but the more I, more I look at Waka's numbers the last couple of seasons, they haven't they they weren't good. Walker? they were great. Oh yeah, three twenty two and twenty four starts. They were great. He's been great the last two seasons with only a little bit of shoulder soreness that has kept him from being truly like elite because he hasn't quite had the innings or durability. But outside of that, I mean, Michael Waka feels like that's also. Almost the norm these days. You almost expect your pitcher, a little bit. one of your pitchers, Somewhere, to go yeah. down for four weeks. But, but instead of, I think my thought was he had a bit of an anomaly in Boston last year. Like, okay, he had a great season. He had a great win, win-loss win record. Things broke well for him. Good for him. He's not a bad arm, but I don't expect that can continue the next year. I wasn't really expecting huge things from Michael Walker. He's now put together two seasons in a row. That's different than just... You know, one good season here or there. That's more of an indication that, no, he's figured something out. You know, he's he's dialed something in that's repeatable, that he's got a procedure and a process and, you know, a regimen, whatever has been working for him. You now feel like, okay, he can come back and do that another couple of years. And the idea of opting in for $16 million per for the next two years on Michael Walker doesn't scare me the way it would have six months ago or three months ago. I, I can see a scenario where Michael Walker has two more 
really solid years for the San Diego Padres, and you may still feel $16 million's more than a fair price for Michael Walker. You know, and, and I'm looking at, at current salaries of, of pitchers right now, and when you look at that, the fact that Tewan Walker makes $18 million and Jose Barrios makes 17 Lance McCullers makes 17 didn't pitch, uh, Miles Michaelis makes $17 million a year, you Darvish makes 16 that's a good deal. I mean, you're getting above... A, you're getting above sixteen million dollars production. He had a way better year than Patrick Corbin, that makes thirty five million. Way better year than you, Darvish. Way better year than you, Darvish. Had a massively better year than uh, Carlos Rodon. I mean, yeah, I mean, don't even just don't don't even give us the worst examples. You can give us okay examples of pitchers who make similar amounts of money, and, and he's he matches up even sure. with the decent ones. Yeah, no question. No so question. I guess I, I, that's pretty pretty fair, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have both Lugo and Waka back. I don't think you can swing that. So I'm okay now if the decision is made to pick up the option on Michael Waka. I don't think that that's just throwing bad money away. I think I, nor you do can, I. I think, you can, I think you can reasonably expect a couple of more decent seasons out of him. That was a good find by A.J. Preller. No question. It's funny. We were at spring. We were there, I believe, at spring yeah. training. When they signed Michael Walker, and my reaction was, <laughs> well, I mean, why do we need him? What's going on? Sure. What's going? I mean, it didn't feel like it would be that important. Felt like this is going to be a flyer that probably isn't going to work out. Couldn't be more wrong on all counts. He was absolutely needed. Pitching depth was critical. He was terrific. I mean, everything you could have wanted. With, I mean, why wouldn't you want him back? Actually, when you think about it. Yeah, no, no, no question. I mean, it, it, you're we're also worried about the money and got got to get the payroll down and everything else. But you know that that sixteen million per. After looking at some of the other names, I'm like, okay, yeah, makes sense, makes sense to me. You know, Blake Snell's going to get a ton of money. Ton of I mean, this this whole month, you know, I mentioned earlier, he's a finalist for the Players Choice Award. It's going to be awards and banquet season for Blake Snell for the next few weeks. Doesn't hurt it when uh, your agent can trumpet and show you off on all those places. It only makes the price tag go up. Don't think Blake Snell is coming back. I my think we all in, agree. My that. man's in Italy right now, living it up. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of pictures of him in Milan just having a ball uh, with his with Milan's his lady. like a fashion cap. Fashion. I mean, who's got more drip than Blake Snell? So Got some shoes he's, that he's looking at he's in dri- Milan, dripping perhaps? it up over there. Uh, as he should. Well, that's what Adam Jones said you should do that's at the exactly end of the great, right. great season. Yeah. You think you should go to driveline. I think you should go to driveline. That's just me. That's how I roll. <laughs> if there was a driveline for radio and we got five months off, you can rest assured I'd be at driveline for radio. All the things attached to me. And you'd make me feel guilty until I came You wouldn't you. go. He would not go. <laughs> no. I'd make Paul go. Paul would want to go. Ben would be like, I can't. I got uh, Channel this, 10. Yeah, this, that, and the other. We're doing good. We're doing We're fine. Why you can't, you yeah. We're up 15 thing. minutes away from where Driveline's at. I can show you around. Yeah. We'll get some good food. Yeah. I would absolutely. Well, you're saying, is Driveline for Radio also up in, up in the Washington yeah, it's area up in Washington. as well? <laughs> I tell my wife and kids, hey, I love you, but this has to be done. You're just sitting what at a desk all day. What, what, what I don't would know. Be like, the, like the training mechanics for radio. They have to be shirtless because all these guys are shirtless. They have all those like sensors, like all around, our vocal around sensors, our necks yeah. and our chest, our diaphragm. We'd yeah, like, oh, so you're not projecting enough. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, right. I project just fine. Yes, too much actually. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah they, it would they be... want me to dial it back a little bit. Now there's there's morning show boot camp that they do. I don't know if you guys have you know. done this. I've never done. I have. This. Oh, you, you have. Met, we I did about once. this months ago when Lauren O'Brien was in studio. Yep. that was like February. And you guys were talking, telling stories about radio boot camp. Well, we went to the first 
part of day one. Then we got hammered and didn't go at all <laughs> and for the next day. I laid in my hotel bed. And it was in New Orleans. I'm like, what are you doing? You can't have it. Have it in Davenport, Iowa, because then I would actually go. But, yeah, morning show boot camp. There's still shows that so go how do would, it. So how would uh, driveline for radio be any different? You'd go the first day, then you get hammered, and then you'd never show no, up No, I would be if it was like. That's serious, you know. I'll do it. This wasn't serious? Morning, Morning show no. boot camp wasn't serious? It's pretty corny. It's pretty corny. <laughs> what did you do, like trust exercises? No, they or? do like, they tell you like bits that work for them, and then like you can take them and like, make them your own. how to analyze an article from People Magazine. And yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it just, it was it was not for me. I can guarantee you what would happen. You'd show up, and you'd hear all the advice, and you'd go, I should be teaching this. I should be <laughs> I, I shouldn't be here. I should be one of the instructors. I have thought about morning show boot, boot camp, but uh, no, I, 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 you know, it's funny. I, I wouldn't. I would go to a, like a, 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 a analytic based drive line type thing. I, it is. It's a, it, like Adam said. It was probably eyewash, but um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just becoming more of a fan of eyewash since I'm seeing all it's, these it's eyewashing. It's a different generation. I mean, you post your stuff nowadays. Uh, to me, you know, the guys who are really serious, you never find out what they're doing. Why would you tell everybody else what you're doing to get better? Keep it a secret, you know? Uh, let, let everyone wonder why you had such a good season. You don't have to show every single step of the way on social media. Driveline did it. I oh, mean, they okay. posted it. They they are a business that wants to grow their my, business. My guess would be, though, if Pablo Lopez, I, hey, I'd prefer that you yeah. don't publicize that I was here. They would honor his wishes. So he's had to be okay with that and posting what's going on. Oh, we're going to see some stuff out of the PLNU biomechanics lab. Yeah. Certainly. You're going to see you're going to see guys there getting their work in. Believe believe you me. They want to promote that stuff. They do. Um but no, I, I thought it was just a cool thing. I it was, it was impressive. Like the guy's season just ended and he's like, "All right, off to get, you know, my evaluation and see how I can improve this year and what I need to do." Um Self-improvement's a, a real thing. People people do it, and the great ones do it all the time. Baseball does sometimes have a way of defying, though. You know, the harder you work, the more frustrating it sure. gets sometimes. It does. Now look at Tommy Pham's you know, season with the Padres. No one questioned his work ethic. Well, he got stabbed. So I mean, I know he when you get stabbed, it's a stabbed. little bit different. It's harder maybe to be good when you get stabbed. I would guess. But you got guys who tinker all the time, you know, working on their swing, different things on the cage. And got other guys just go up there and clear their minds and swing. I mean, you hear these Phillies talk. They said, they asked them all about their their approach. And Kyle Schwarber goes, "Uh, we don't take hitters' pitches. That's the first thing. And then Trey Turner goes, it's not that complicated. Trey Turner goes, yeah, I mean, we get stuff, but they really dumb it down and like they just keep it really simple. And I'm like, I'm banging my head against the wall, you know, going, okay, like, what's the real answer? It all lies in the player. I mean, it's all player driven. If the players buy into that, great. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why our guys couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. I don't know the driveline will help them with that. I don't. Here's what I do know. I don't think it'll hurt. Yeah, I mean, a driveline might be able to get to your swing path and everything yeah. in line and barrel balls. And Padres did a lot of that. They, they did hit a lot of balls hard, which is what you can learn from driveline. It's not when it counted, though. But I don't know that you can make them do it when they need to drive in runs or hit them where they ain't. Yeah. I don't know if driveline can help you with that. All right, we have uh, three hours down now, one more hour to go. Paulie's got a Rindle report, including uh, the first ever sporting event produced by Netflix coming up. Intriguing. We'll get to that and more next with Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 